What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. You know what I don't do well with? And by don't do well with, I mean I don't appreciate and uh, I have a very short amount of patience for is unsolicited advice. Have you ever gotten that? (laughs) Maybe from your significant other, from a parent, from a friend, from a sibling. They don't ask you for permission. Uh, Hey, can can I give you some feedback? Can I share this with you? They just tell you. Uh, maybe it's a, uh, you know, a suggestion, something to look out for, um, something uh, on how they believe you could live your life better, right? <clears throat> yeah, I don't do well with that. What I do like is when someone approaches me personally with curiosity. Hey, can I ask you a question? I've noticed that you do such and such and such. Why, what's your thought process behind that? Or why do you do things like that? I'm like, oh, well, interesting question. I haven't really thought about that. But I think uh, I probably do it because of X, Y, Z, right? Like, I like conversations like that. I don't prefer <laughs> when someone's just like, hey, you know what? Your life would be improved if you did X, Y, and Z. I'm like, uh, really, let me give you some feedback. Go fuck yourself. Um, my, I, you know, I recently had a, this past week, had a, a session with my therapist. And I was explaining to her uh, how I had experienced this recently. And I was really frustrated about it. Excuse me. Of course, I start to record when I have like a tickle in my throat. There we go. Okay. And uh, and I've noticed, though, over the years that uh, it's interesting, right? And, I, and I'm only going to speak about myself because, again, I hope you see some of yourself in me and be like, oh, yep, I'm not the only one. I, if Johnny does it and I do it, then chances are we probably, a lot of us, do the same type of things, right? When someone gives me unsolicited advice, my kind of immediate, oftentimes my immediate reaction to that is to be defensive. And so I'll say something passive aggressive. I won't say anything at all. Very rarely, which would actually be the healthier option, would be to say, you know, why do you ask? Or uh, I appreciate your input, but I didn't ask for it, you know. Something along those lines, right? But typically, I don't say anything. Typically, I repress my anger and I walk away. I shut down. I get pissed off. And then I'll hold energy towards that person 
until it gets resolved or just enough time passes, right? But if enough time passes and I don't bring it up, then it just becomes another uh, instance that I add to the growing stack, (laughs) the growing pile of instances maybe where I got unsolicited advice from this individual. And that frustrates me more. Um, it, I, I ultimately pull back. I don't want to share myself with that individual, right? And in fact, I will even, I'm just being totally honest, I will uh, attempt to, it's not always conscious. It's conscious now because my therapist and other people and other work that I've done have brought it to the surface. But a lot of times I didn't even realize I would be punishing them with my withdrawal. I'm like, okay. If you think you know me so well that you can not ask questions and instead just tell me how it is, um, then I'm going to pull back and you're not going to get as much as me. I'm not going to share as much of myself with you than I would otherwise, right? It's my it's my punishment for them that maybe they'll like, oh, they'll, they'll think twice about it rather than, again, just speaking like a human being, whatever is on my heart whatever's on my mind, and having a, an op, open and honest conversation about it, which, again, quite frankly, I do do and have done a lot better with that over the last 10-plus years, getting better and better at that over the more recent years than I have in the past. And with that just has come confidence and, uh, and, and greater levels of, of empathy because I think oftentimes I know inherently that the person oftentimes who is giving me advice unsolicited uh, is coming from a good place. Like they actually do want to help me or they are telling me because they don't want to hurt by seeing me in pain, right? So I know it's coming from a place of love in some respects and on the other side of the coin though, it's also coming from a place of fear. And for me, that's triggering. I grew up in a family where um, it was kind of very fear-based. <laughs> we were often like, uh, my mom and my dad often were very fearful. And I think um, that has permeated our family and, and into my own behavior to where I'm oftentimes uh, playing defensive in life, being uh, kind of coming from a scarcity mindset or a um, be safe, you know, And yet, as I've gotten older and I've taken more risks and I realize how much risk allows me to feel alive and to feel free, I've been working against that natural desire to want to mitigate my risk and to be safe and not take risks (laughs) Uh, and instead to go for it, to, to ask that woman out at the coffee shop, to buy that new business to uh, lift the heavy weight that I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to to lift, right? Um, to, to do the scary things because it, I, I want to push myself out of my comfort zone. <clears throat> and so I say all that because I think when it comes to, um, you know, I, I'm sure women are no different, but I, I can speak for men. Uh, not for men, but on behalf of me being a man uh, and having spoken to a lot of men and coached a lot of them, myself 
many of them included don't appreciate unsolicited advice. Oftentimes it can come off as very judgmental. Um, and when men feel judged, when men feel like they are disappointing you, they will oftentimes get angry, but underneath that anger is shame. And with that shame will come a greater desire to, to do what I ultimately do, which is to shut down, to retract, to isolate, to pull back, to remove themselves, to um, you know, <laughs> avoid situations, right? Or interactions where they could possibly get themselves hurt again. Um, I've noticed over the years too, especially just as, as I've kind of like my, my awareness has grown. I'm like, you know what? I, I lock the doors a lot. I'll get into a car and I immediately lock the door. I sleep with my door locked, my bedroom door locked. And I'll always make sure that the front door is locked. Um, I noticed this is something that my dad, you know, did when I was growing up. So that's definitely part of it. But even in my therapy session this week, my therapist says, I think you have trust issues with people. I'm like, yeah, actually, I think I do. And I hadn't really consciously thought about it too much. Um, I mean, I guess I consciously acknowledge like, yeah, you know what? I think I, you know, I, I'm always like better, better to be safe than sorry. Better to be locked <laughs> than to, to trust at times, right? Uh, and yet I hadn't really, really thought about it. She's like, and I think there's just the locking of doors, let's say, is uh, a very small expression of my uh, lack of, of trust in other people. And I say that because my, ther- my, my therapist was saying, you, you say that when someone gives you unsolicited advice or they annoy you or frustrate you, that your initial reaction is to become defensive or more likely just to to shut down and then to remove yourself. I'm like, yeah, correct. She's like, and what would happen if you actually shared your your heart with them? I was like, honestly, I, I think I'm scared that they would use it against me. She's like, hmm, that's interesting. And I was like, yeah, that is interesting now that I say it. <laughs> now that it comes out of my mouth. Um, but it's true. I, I know that I grew up in, in an, you know, all things considering an amazing, uh, family. And yet I can also acknowledge that I never truly felt safe. I felt safe physically. I did not feel safe emotionally. And I certainly did not feel seen as well. And as I've been reflecting back on this call with my therapist this week, I really do, and I've had other instances where, uh, you know, in different personal development courses where, uh, for instance, this one time, probably five years ago, one of the trainers was like, hey, can I see, you know, a raise of hand of everyone in, in this room that knows intimate details about Johnny's life? And all of the hands went up. And then he asked, how many of you, let me see a raise of hands of how many of you have an intimate relationship? Like not like romantic, right? But just like an intimate relationship with Johnny. And there was one hand that went up. And I was like, oh, yeah. So, 
you 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 may even if you've been listening to the show you probably experience me in a way that I can't at this point truly see which is like you you may see or experience me as like yeah I he Johnny shares intimate things but I don't know if I ever really feel Johnny and I would say that's that's probably pretty accurate I've gotten that feedback from women that I've dated uh, I've gotten that feedback like I said of personal development courses um, I get that feedback from my therapist all the time that I, I'm really good about staying in my head and very rarely do I actually allow myself to drop into my heart <clears throat> And I've had a few instances again this this past week on different coaching calls where I've had some coaches coaching me, and I've been on the borderline of tears, and uh, and I choke it back, I just swallow it, and I get on with my day. And you know it's, I don't know really what to think about it to be honest. I mean. I guess intellectually, again in my head. I know that that those tears or that desire to have like there's there's like two there's a higher <laughs> higher level source or, or, or yeah like part of me and there's a lower vibrational energetic part of me both of those two parts all they crave is like love and connection and yet the lower vibrational energetic portion of me is super scared to be abandoned to be hurt to invest my heart in others only to have them leave or to hurt me again or to reject me um to withhold their love um and so i think because of that i've created these coping mechanisms to keep me safe and a big part of that is where I keep everyone at bay. Like I really, 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 unless you're, you know, one of my very, very best friends or siblings, um, yeah, I, I keep that, uh, that buffer up. So it keeps me from really, like I said, having heartache. And I've had some major heartaches in my life and it's been the worst, <laughs> to be totally honest. Uh, and I imagine you have too. Like I, the longer we live, the more, the greater the likelihood of, of us having loss, heartbreaks, heartaches, that sort of thing, right? So as, I, as I've been working through this, what my therapist recommended, which I think is it's, I'm willing to try it for sure, is that in those moments of triggerings to speak my truth because what, what happens is when I, when I get red hot, when someone really annoys me, I'm afraid that I'm going to say something that I don't mean. And for as long as I can remember, I'm extremely <laughs> calculated, aka I control what comes out of my mouth, right? I have never really called anyone a name during a fight. I certainly have never laid my hand on anyone. I've never really been in a fight. Like everything has been super controlled. And yet with that comes a stunting of my 
behavior. Uh, not only of my behavior, but a stunting of my emotional expression, my uh, my emotional feeling, um, as Eckhart Tolle calls your your pain body, <laughs> is for me very much suppressed and kept under wraps because uh, I'm scared. I'm actually scared of the anger and the sadness and the rage and the loneliness that I actually really feel um, that I tend to just suppress, you know. <clears throat> but a lot of that keeps me from going out on dates. It keeps me from investing in uh, a romantic partner or uh, really going for it in my business really showing up on social media and sharing my heart, it keeps me from from really playing all out. And then my shame and my frustration about that only tends to perpetuate a greater level of frustration and anger at myself. That's, that's really kind of the vast majority of my anger and frustration is really turned inward. I don't know if you can relate to that, but that's uh, certainly where it goes. And that's not healthy. That energy, man, I know in my head, like intellectually, like I said, and I know in my heart, it's not healthy. And yet I continue to go about my days just keeping it in, you know, just keep plodding away with my life. (laughs) But the amount of energy that it takes to keep that stuff in is exhausting. And it's so exhausting that it, it, it takes focus and energy and, um, yeah, it takes both of those things away from being able to allocate them towards actually experiencing life, enjoying life, right? So without going off on too many de- tangents, I hope you've, you know, been able to relate to this in one way or another. I know that what my, you know, new thing that I'm going to be working on is that whenever I feel an annoyance, whenever I feel a triggering, whenever I feel a um, something welling up in me, I need to connect to that and to speak from that. Because what I normally will do, like I said, is I feel it and I shove it down. And then I speak from my head, you know. Because ultimately I don't want to say something that would ultimately create greater disconnection with someone, right? My greatest desire is connection. But because I actually never really fully express that raw emotion, it stays within me rather than moving out of me. And like I said, that's it's not healthy. Uh, Christine Hazler mentioned that last year. My therapist has mentioned that. I, I'm getting that from all sides. So I think it's important. <clears throat> the whole point of this podcast, obviously, is to hopefully see examples, whether it be my speakers or myself, see examples that that you're able to be like, oh, yeah, I, I see. Yeah, I, I do that too. And then to get new ideas of how you can... Um, process those things, grow from those things, challenge yourself in different ways because these are the the nuances that really do, um, like I said, they stack over years and if you don't uh, start (laughs) taking 
sheets off the stack, then it becomes so insurmountable and so heavy that uh, that can just be all-consuming of your life. And so for me, it really is about understanding these nuances so that I can live a fully expressed um, experience in my life. I can, I can, did I say experience twice? I might have, I don't know. <clears throat> so that I can actually have a, a life that is um, embodied and not just fucking in my head the entire time, but one where I de- feel, deeply feel great sense, you know, great moments of joy and love and, and also the, the sadness and the, and the fear and the rejection, but not to shove those things down, but to be with them, to experience them, to let them move through me. And then I don't have to keep holding on to them. So I know, again, in my head, I know what I need to do. It just takes courage to actually do them. So that's my commitment to you. I'll let you know how it goes. That when trigger triggerings happen in the future, which they will, probably might come tonight, tomorrow, who knows? <laughs> I'm sure it'll come. I'll report back to you with how I handled it. And I don't know, you know, if it'll go well or not. But uh, that's my promise to you because that's that is all part of doing the the heavy lifting of becoming a king. That's what I'm committed to, to being, right? Um, so anyways, I hope that's been insightful. Thank you for joining me. Hope you're enjoying your day otherwise. And we'll catch up with you on another episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. Take care. Take, take luck and all the best of care of yourself. Uh, mahalo and Merry Christmas. That's it for this one. And I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend, or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at johnnyking and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.